following message is from New Life Gillette's Easter 2022 service. Hey Amen. You can grab a seat. So imagine you've been uh, gone for two weeks at the in-laws' house. Oh, I heard a moan. That's how I feel as well. No, I love my in-laws. You've been gone for two weeks and you're about two hours from home. You're driving home and you're thinking about, oh, my bed, I'm tired. I want my, my lazy boy chair. What are you looking forward to when you get home? Your couch, your own bathroom, your dogs, your sweatpants that your wife won't let you out of the house in. Your, what's that? Yeah, I can't hear, understand you, but your my pillow slippers, whatever it is that makes you just like I want to be home. They say there's no place like home, and the reason why they say that is because there is a rest available to us when we are home that is not available any other place. Right? Just total relaxation. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what anybody is thinking about me right now because I am resting. I am home, and that rest is only available at home. The problem is we can't stay home, right? You got to go to work. You got to, yeah. You got to take the kids to school. You got meetings and errands to run. The wife is craving ramen noodles. So you go to every single grocery store in town because nobody has ramen noodles anymore. What's wrong with this world? You're just getting like, I just want to be home. I'm tired of all this stuff. And eventually you just get weary. You ever felt weary? I mean, really weary. In first service, Yafe, defensive back for the Mustangs, walks in. They won, by the way, last night. Yeah, Mustangs. Yafe walks in. He's just like, oh, sore after the game, tired, broken weary. Have you ever just been totally burnt out, frustrated with life, sick of the job, sick of the boss? The kids are wearing me down. I just can't do it anymore. Do you know that Jesus, God himself, put on a human body and felt that same way? In fact, he probably felt it more than you've ever felt it. At one point he said, to his disciples, to his followers. My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. He says, stay here and keep watch with me. It was the night before Jesus was killed that he says this. They're in the garden of Gethsemane and he asks his disciples to spend some time praying because he knew what was coming. He knew that he's about to be killed. And he says, you stay here and pray and I'm gonna go off and pray by myself. And this is what he prays. My father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. There's a battle going on between his flesh and his spirit. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, 
Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray. Why? So that you will not give in to temptation. Those of us that know the story know that Peter would give in to temptation that night. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. There's this battle going on between I'm tired, yet I have a calling. I want to do what's right, but I'm just I'm exhausted. I want to do my job, but I just want to be home. You experienced that battle? This event actually happens three times. Jesus goes and says, hey, you should pray because you're going to be tempted. You need some prayer right now. And then he would go off to pray and he'd come back and they'd be sleeping. Back and forth three times. And eventually Jesus says to them, okay, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. I mean, they're exhausted, right? They have just walked all over the nation of Israel. People have attacked them, criticized them. Jesus keeps saying crazy things about people eating his body and drinking his blood. And everybody's like, okay. Disciples are just constantly having to explain him and justify things, arguing with religious leaders. And they're cheering for him. Then they're jeering at him. Then they're cheering for him up and down, roller coasters, highs and lows. And they're just exhausted. They're just weary. And Jesus says, okay, have your rest. And so Jesus, the night before they're in the garden, is up in a, in a room, the upper room with his disciples. And they're weary there. They're having one last supper together. And after supper, recognizing how tired they all were and looking at their feet, muddy, even walking through donkey stuff. Their feet are tired, and probably scarred, and bloody, exhaustion. And so Jesus says, one by one, come here. One, one by one, Jesus gets down on his knees and he washes their disgusting, stinky feet. Jesus, God. And then he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. And then what does he say to their weariness? This is what he says to their weariness. He says, there is more than enough room in my father's home. Jesus knows what they want. They just want to be home. They just want that real rest. Jesus says, I know you're weary, but home is close. And the great news is that that home is available to you. It's bigger and more impressive than you could ever afford. You could never buy this home. You could never build this home on your own. You can't afford it. So I'll build it for you. So I'll do what you cannot. Even you, Peter, who's going to fall asleep on me, who's going to deny me. Even you, Peter, I'm building you a home, Peter. Then he says, if we're not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And this is our homecoming. God is building a bunch of mansions for us. 
And someday he's going to bring them to us in this world. And in the kingdom that he builds, will be the people from all all over the world who have surrendered their lives to him. His family from today all around the world and all throughout history. Those people that you love, who have gone on before, who have died before, they'll be there too. And it will be an incredible homecoming. It will be a celebration. And that's why we have hope. That's why when you ask people who don't go to church, why, how hopeless do you feel? How often do you feel hopeless? You see a tremendous amount of hopelessness. Yet you ask that same questions of people who regularly go to church and they will say on a regular basis that they have hope. Why do they have hope? They have hope because this world is not their home. Because in their weariness, in their pain, in their struggle, they have a future. And then Jesus says, when everything is ready, I will come and I will get you so that you will always be with me where I am where I am. So where is our home? Our home is where God is. So we can talk about where is heaven and what does it look like all day long? But the real question we're all asking is how do I get there, right? Well, if our home is with God, then that God made a way for us to be with him. And there is only one way. Jesus then said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He built a home for you, and then he made a way for you to get there. And what does it mean that he is the way? It means if, that, if, you're, if you're trying to get there in any other way, if you're trying to get there by being good enough, or by saying the right words, or by impressing the right people, Any other way, you will not get there. Jesus is the only way. Believe in him and you will be saved. Put your faith in him. Surrender to him. So what about you? Where's your home eternally? There is a home in heaven for you. And then there is a God who is offering you a key to that home. So give your life to him. Make him the Lord of your life. He built you a home in heaven and then he died on the cross so that your sins could be forgiven and you could be given the key to your eternal home. Jesus is the key. So take the key. It's the greatest gift you'll ever be offered. So take the key and know that someday you will be at home with God. When you came in today, we gave you a key to symbolically represent this gift to you. Maybe it fits in your doorknob to your house and you can get it cut at Menards to fit your doorknob at home or you can make a necklace out of it or something. But know that you have been offered a key to that home that is built for you in heaven. Last week, my, uh, my six-year-old son comes home from church and 
He's laying down and he says, Dad, today in New Life Kids, the teacher said that some soldiers killed Jesus and then he came back to life. So why didn't he go kill all the soldiers? Like, that's my boy. (laughs) Why didn't he go kill all the soldiers? In that moment, I'm pretty excited. Number one, I'm excited that he had a teacher in New Life Kids who loves him enough to tell him the story so much, so well that he's got questions and he wants to know more. And I'm also excited because I get to tell my son the reason why Jesus died on that cross is so that he could forgive people. And the first people he forgave were the people who killed him. And if he'll forgive them, He'll forgive you. So I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you feel guilty about. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror. But whatever you've done, if he'll forgive the people who killed him, he'll forgive you. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they've done. They don't fully understand. They can't grasp it. While they are in this temporary home, they can't fully see the big picture. Father, forgive them. He prayed that prayer for you. Father, forgive them. And he asks you today, will you receive that forgiveness? In our Christmas Eve service this past December, we invited people to give their lives to God. And we had a a large number of people come forward and make commitments to follow God. And it was a beautiful thing. And and we had them light candles and had a lot of celebration in that service. A couple weeks later, I told Pastor Paul, I'm like, what? We just moved on. We, We quit celebrating. Why do we quit celebrating? People have their forever home changed. People's lives have been changed. We have to continue to celebrate. And so what we decided to do is build a wall. And we hung that wall up on that wall. And for the year of 2022, we've decided that we're going to add a light to that wall for every person who makes a commitment to follow God. We're going to add a light to everybody who for the first time gives their life to Jesus and says yes to him. So I'm wondering if there's anybody here today who's ready to add their light to the wall. Let us put a bulb up there for you. If you're ready today to make that decision, I want to invite you to do three things. The first thing is to pray. That's just a conversation with God. You can use whatever words you want to have. say. You can just say, Jesus, I'm ready. You can say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. You can say, forgive me for my sins. I want a new life. I want the hope that Mike is talking about. You know what to say. Just have a conversation with him. He's offering you the key. He died so that you could have the key. Just take it. Just accept it. And tell him that you're accepting it. The second thing I'm going to invite you to do is take the card that was on the chair when you sat down today and fill that card out. We want to send you a message with some next steps that you can take or some information about the decision that you are making today. If you're watching online, you can do the same thing by going to yes newlifegillette.com Y-E-S yes.newlifegillette.com Fill out the card there. There's a lot of information on that page. Any one of you can, if you want more information about what salvation looks like, go to yes.newlifegillette.com and get more information.
And then after you fill out the card, I wanna invite you to come forward. There are two baskets here on the front of the stage uh, from the purchase project. You'll see that a lot of people have already put their cards in the baskets up here today. And if you'll just come forward while we sing the next song and a half and put your card in the basket, we wanna celebrate the commitment that you're making. We wanna celebrate the decision that you are making today together. Accept the key. God, I thank you that you are doing what I cannot, that your Holy Spirit today is moving in ways that I cannot see, that, that you are drawing people to yourself in this place and all around the world today. God, I pray that you would give people courage to step out, to make a decision, to give themselves to you, to fully surrender themselves to you and recognize that this world is not their home, that you are building a home for them in heaven. And that all of this is just leading toward that. God, we thank you for your gift of grace. We thank you for your love and your sacrifice that makes it possible for us to be adopted into your family. We surrender to you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.